0: If you have a child with type one diabetes, whether they were diagnosed five days ago or five years ago, you continue to have questions. These are the questions about the emotional side of living with diabetes, the questions about how to parent diabetes. I'm Joanne Robb, a psychotherapist and fellow T1D mom, and I've been parenting diabetes for almost 15 years. In this podcast, I'm here to answer your questions about the emotional and relational challenges that come with being a caregiver for a child with type one diabetes. Before we dive in, I have to remind you that I'm not a doctor and nothing that I offer here should be considered medical advice. If you want to make any changes to the way you or your child is managing their type one, please be sure to check in with your doctor or medical team. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Great to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm thrilled you're here. Um, Why don't you start by introducing yourself and uh, telling us the age of your child and how far they are from diagnosis and then what question is bringing you here today?
1: Yeah, great. So my son is eighteen now um he was diagnosed just over three years ago and he um, um yeah, he is away in college right now
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh,
1: a lot of things have kind of bubbled up since since he's gone um you know we um, obviously, we were as well prepared as we could be going away and knowing that there's going to be challenges and questions. But uh, now that the reality is here, it's a whole different um, ballgame. So, um, yeah. So it sounds like you have some questions about that
0: transition to college. <laughs> Where do I start?
1: <laughs> yeah, I would really love to talk about transition to college. Um, uh, like, I guess my my main question. As a mom and uh, a little bit of a controlling person, mm-hmm. um, you know I like to see his numbers as much in range as he can be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I used to be the one providing the meals and helping the ghosting, and um, you know he's on his own and he's doing an amazing job. I really have to get give him a lot of credit. Um, but it's um, how do I how do I cre- kind of frame this in my own mind. So that I'm not constantly worried. And also, how do I communicate with him when i when there needs to be some communication around college without being, you know, naggy and constantly being on him and stressing him out even more? when I know this is, you know, he's doing this, he, it's it's already probably as stressful as it is, but I don't want to be that addition. But at the same time, I want to kind of remind him occasionally, hey, you know what needs to happen, you know how to manage this better, you know what's the right food to eat. So um I guess it's kind of very broad in a way, but just kind of overall, how do we how do we think about this? How do we think about this transition and um him being away and independent and me being away and just following the dexcom and hoping things go up or down
0: mm-hmm. as needed.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So I guess the first question I have for you is, how do you talk to him about it? Or how have you before he left? Mm-hmm. What before was the discussion? he left?
1: Yeah. What did we that had, look like? We have, a, we, we have a pretty good relationship. He, um, he was, we always were able to talk about it. Um, um, he was home a lot. So we, you know, was, he got diagnosed right before the pandemic. So he was home a lot. So the first few years we were, you know, just interacting one face to face and was almost... Good in a way that that's what's happening. Um, I follow him on Dexcom, and um, I usually uh, try if I see that he's starting to go low, I let him correct before I jump on it. So you know, if I'm seeing things go down, if my alarm beeps a little bit uh, lower than his does, so I give him Mm -hmm. some time to react and do what he needs to do, and then I'll you know I might watch it depends how severe it is. If I see arrow down, I might text him and say carbs question mark that's all I do and then he'll say yeah or nay really what I'm what I'm asking is are you aware that you're running low have you done anything about it um and then I just let it be if he says yes you know gives me a little thumbs up then I just let it be and again I just kind of watch and make sure he starts coming back up um and and same thing with highs and and if I see the things there's issues then we might go back and forth a little bit more if there's something like Textcom is being weird and we have to change it or something, we'll interact.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that's how it's been in the past, and that's kind of now too. Um, I really try not to bring up diabetes too much unless I need to. You know, even if I'm if I want to ask him about diabetes, first I'll ask him about something else. And then I'll be like, hey, uh, by the way, do you think you wanna da-da-da? Mm-hmm. So that we have it's not the only topic of our conversations. Mm-hmm.
0: I think that sounds really smart. And actually you gave me some great information there. And I asked the question wrong. So I'm going to go back because I want to okay. ask this question, which is what conversation did you have with him before he left for college about what he wants? Ah, what did that conversation okay. looked like. So you've given me a really robust history of mm-hmm. how you've interfaced with him. And it sounds like mm-hmm. you do have a lot of um, trust in the relationship between the two mm-hmm. of you. Right. And um, and he's willing to have you be involved, which if I'm doing my math right, he was diagnosed at 15. Right. Yeah. So it's not always the story that kids diagnosed at 15 are willing to have their moms in the picture at all. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he is willing. There's a lot of trust there. And I just wonder what, if any discussion was there before he went to college about what kind of help and support does he want now?
1: hmm. Mm
2: hmm.
1: Well, I, I think this is what we've really agreed on. I don't know if we had one sit down. I think we talked more mm-hmm. about it, probably than he wanted to. Mm-hmm. But um, we we agreed um, that because, partly because I wanted him to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to be in charge. It's mm-hmm. it's his body. This is even though it's a family disease. he's the one living with it and i wanted him to be prepared so it wasn't like oh once you go to college you're going to be on his own we've been actually doing you know on his own probably for i don't want to say a whole year but probably last six months he was really managing completely on his own Mm -hmm. my except except um he liked to help me he liked me to help him put um, his Dexcom on his arm because it's a little awkward to put on, but he did all the site changes. I mean, I would occasionally say like, Hey, when was the last time you changed your site? And then he will tell me, but, um, so the, the conversations that we've had would be when, when you're in college, da, 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 da. And when you, um, when you start running low, it'd be great if you let us know, otherwise we'll text you if you're at this number or if you're below 60, we're going to start talking. So, you know, you can, you text me before I text you, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, and, and he was fine with that. Um, mm-hmm. kind of agreed on what these numbers are going to be and, um, where, where he's, uh, how to communicate basically.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't know. I, I, I think there was, you know, we kind of made rules and do we follow the rules? I'm not really sure. We kind of do it as needed and mm-hmm. he hasn't expressed that I'm being annoying or anything like that. So.
0: Yeah. I suspect you're not being annoying. It sounds like you're very careful about where the lines are. And I do have a suggestion for you about a way Mm -hmm. to think about the transition, which is that I am going to suggest that instead of telling him how you'd like it to look,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um, right. And this is a this is a transition period. I want to name that the first year your kid goes away. It's so there's so much anxiety about what there's so much anxiety, even if a child doesn't have diabetes, right? Mm-hmm. Cause it's yeah. a huge transition and you pile diabetes on top of that. And it's just a lot more. So it sounds like you have a good enough relationship. He's willing for you to share Dexcom. Again, not all kids are once they hit adulthood and he's following your lead. In, in other words, you've said, Hey, I think at these numbers, this is when you'll expect to hear from me. These are the kinds of responses that in dialogue we can have. Great. All great. The transition I want to see is where you're not telling him anymore, where you're asking him. Mm-hmm. So you're saying to him, Hey, you know, this is the way we've been doing it. And I'm not suggesting you have this conversation now. Like it's, uh, it's just the end of September. So he's probably been in college for one month, right? Right. So give him some time till spring semester, till next year, till, you know, you'll know, but, or you'll know when you think you should and you feel nervous about it. (laughs) That also counts Um, to say to him, hey, you know, we've been doing it like this, right? And, and, And I'm curious how that's working for you. And I'm curious what you would like, if there are any changes you would like to see. Now, it could well be, he says, no, none that's fine. But I think it's also really important for our kids to learn the advocacy piece, even with us. Right. So I used to call my son in college when he went low. And at one point he called me and said, Hey mom, when you call me when I'm low or text or whatever, I was trying to communicate. Um, it actually stresses me out because I'm Mm -hmm. already trying to manage the low. And then I feel like I have to manage you.
2: So Mm -hmm, I need you mm
0: -hmm. to actually not communicate with me during a low. right? So, so he backed me off Mm -hmm. and, um, and I think that as a parent, you get to assert what makes you more or less nervous. Like if you trust that he can handle the daytime lows and he says to you, I need you like my son did, like, Mm -hmm. I need you to back off. Okay. You need to take that, that leap of faith. If he is wanting that at night and you feel like he's not waking up and that feels more nerve wracking. You get to name, this is where I think it's a family disease and a, and Mm -hmm. a transitional period you get to name. I'm thinking at night, I really should continue to track. Is that okay? Right. Mm -hmm. But I think starting to ask him what he wants, how he wants the support is a really important step in him starting to formulate even what that looks like for himself. Right. Because right now you're setting the tone, which you know, three years into a diagnosis doesn't feel unusual to me. It's just that he's now 18. There's that funny mm-hmm. overlap, right? If a kid's diagnosed at seven, three years in, they're only 10. Of course you're setting the tone. Um, so you've, you've one of the tasks here, just like with parenting, when you transition from, how do they say that from like uh, coach to manager, or I don't remember, there's mm-hmm. that, there's that metaphor, right? It's the same thing. So you're wanting to transition to asking him, what would he like? Yeah. Because you want him at 26. I know that seems really far away, but at 26, you really want him to know what kind of help and support he needs from the people around him. Mm -hmm. You want him to be able to formulate it. So part of how you transition that is you start having him practice with the muscle of what he wants from you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I often catch myself, um, you know, just immediately problem solving instead of giving yes. him a chance to problem solve because yes. so I'm like, oh, the Dexcom's old, da, 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 da. you know, I, I'll just start, sh- you know, mm-hmm. running ideas through my uh, brain and then be like, oh, you should do this mm-hmm. versus maybe saying, hey, what do you think is happening? Mm-hmm. Which is also good for him to practice because yeah. Yeah, eventually he's going to have to process, uh, solve these issues. Absolutely. On his Absolutely. Own, yeah.
0: And yep. there's an amazing amount of scaffolding that happens for a kid just having you listen,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? He can say what he thinks should happen and you can say, that sounds great. Try it, mm-hmm. even if mm-hmm. you think it's wrong, right? So that that is one thing I would strongly recommend is like, as long as it's not um, gonna put him in danger, mm-hmm. let him try his ideas out. And then let him come back to you and say, oh, that didn't work. This, this, and this happened. And here's round two, right? Let him practice playing with his mm-hmm. ideas. I mean, uh, obviously if it's radically wrong and um, it's going to either hurt him or it's going to cost a lot of money. I think that's one of the other places. Like we know what the costs are of all this technology. If you you don't want to
1: put a Dexcom on, if really you could do something else. But mm-hmm. does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It's a funny balance. Um, you know, I feel like, especially because he was 15, he was a freshman in, in high school. And he was just learning to be independent on his own as a teenager. And yeah. then he got diagnosed and then the pandemic hit. And I feel like <clears throat> him especially, I mean, both of my children regressed sure, in their independence. And I feel like only now that now that he's in college he's actually starting to be independent like Mm -hmm. things that should have been happening when he was a freshman and sophomore Mm -hmm. are just now starting to happen Mm -hmm. like i said pandemic and diabetes combined and so i am i'm so happy that this is finally happening to Mm -hmm. him but Mm -hmm. it's a
2: lot to carry for an 18 Mm -hmm. year old yeah it Um, is a lot to carry yeah
1: Yeah.
0: and there is an incredible sense of pride that they can have when they Mm -hmm. know they can do it and that we trust them to try, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying you don't have that. I'm not hearing that. But I think that even transferring the thinking to him, Mm -hmm. it just, it basically the subtext of that is, I believe in your thinking. I believe you have solutions. I believe you can figure this out, right? So powerful.
2: And Mm -hmm. you're right.
0: I think all of our children are a little regressed um, mm-hmm. because of COVID and diabetes tends to do that anyway,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? It tends yeah. to, to have the child sort of get sucked back into the fold in yeah. a, you know, in a different way, or there's a regression in terms of development because, you know, if they're diagnosed again at seven, right. you don't suddenly send them
1: off on play dates. Like it's very, right. yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And, and we off. as
1: parents are more fearful because, sure. you know, there needs to be safety around everything. He just asked me, can I, you know, is it okay if I, I was actually impressed that he even asked me, but he wanted to go to Six Flags with friends this Saturday. And I said, yes, but we need to talk. And so what do you want to talk? I'm like, well, first, who's driving and who you're going with? And the second is, how are you going to manage diabetes? It's like, well, I'm going to bring glucose tabs and da, 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 you know, his checklist. And I said, that's great. But who's the safety person that's mm-hmm. with you, right? Mm-hmm. Who am I going to call if, you're not responding. And who are you going to because you are he's now he's not in a dorm, which is mm-hmm. his predicted place to be. And I have my mm-hmm. system in place there. Now he's with friends at an amusement park. And like, how are we? So we talked about that and we came up with a plan. So like an 18 year old and doesn't have diabetes, that's a little more independent, probably than he is would have been, I, I don't think he would even mm-hmm. ask me, he would just mm-hmm. be going to Six Flags with mm-hmm. friends. And there's so much more to consider Mm -hmm. when when Mm -hmm. a child with diabetes has to do it so it's a Mm -hmm. lot harder
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and of course I'm like I hope he's gonna be okay but I know he's gonna be okay it's Uh just like my what if something happens what Uh if he goes low that you know or some adrenaline rush makes him pass out I don't know I'm just thinking worst Mm -hmm. case scenarios Mm
2: -hmm. that's my
1: job as a mom but um again once once we talked about it once I have a phone number of the person he's going to be with that made me feel more comfortable mm-hmm.
0: is does he ever have lows during the day that he needs an intervention or does he
1: always manage it on his own no not not that he need, not, well has not had it i should probably knock on wood mm-hmm. um, and and does that
0: include an intervention from you like is he already on top of it by the time you text it text it's yeah. happening
1: mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah yeah so- and I don't worry so much during the day we mm-hmm. we just kind of do like a little thumbs up to each other and mm-hmm. like you're on it I'm on it or you know mm-hmm. he'll say mm-hmm. I'm alive <laughs> or um if if he knows that it's like it's so for some reason this week I think he's experiment experimenting with different um sites places for mm-hmm. um for his uh pump and last two weeks have been uh very challenging because I think it's not working where he's um using right now and um you know, so he's been. What well, that's coming, showing that he's fifty, and he's not. So he's like just wanting to make sure that we know that we're okay. So he'll text mm-hmm. my husband and I together and just be like, "Everything's good. I'm fine." But um, and he's double checking with the Obviously, that's why we know that he's okay. But um, you know, it's it's He, I'm glad that he knows that we're watching, so that it's also in a way where his safety. I feel like he's not in it alone. He's mm-hmm. not, he doesn't have to like take it on alone. We're here to respond immediately if he needs something. So I always, you know, I don't want to be like, well,
2: bye, see you in four years mm-hmm. when you graduate. Mm-hmm.
0: We're going to take a quick break and be back with more answers. One of the hardest things about diabetes is the food. Your kid has to eat, but there's so many foods that send them high or are tricky to dose for. And at the same time, you don't want to restrict their food choices. You want them to be able to feel like every other kid. To help you navigate the many challenges of food and eating with type one, I've created the Sweet Talk Snack Course, a free mini course that gives you six bite-sized lessons to support your T1D kid in having a healthy relationship with food and eating. Sign up for it at DiabetesSweetTalk.com. So I'm hearing a few different things. Let me back up a little bit. So I'm hearing um, this really beautiful piece of you wanting to make sure that he knows that you're there. I think that's gorgeous. I think it's really important for us as parents. And it's a little bit of a dance when they go to college, because sometimes they don't need us to show them that as much as we feel like we need to show them that. (laughs) Um, and, um, And I don't know what it is for him. But again, this is something I would ask him, like, um, like how much are you needing this? And I, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't phrase it as how much are you needing to know that I'm here for you? Right. Cause that's a funny way to yeah. phrase it. But like, is my level of contact feel like enough too much, too little,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, but also, I'm going to suggest that you have a piece of work to do. And again, this is a transition. And it's interesting to me also that he contacted you around the Six Flags event. But if he's not going low during the day in a way that he's unable to manage and he's proved to you that he can, I wouldn't be getting backup phone numbers anymore.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He, he's got it. He doesn't mm-hmm. need a backup plan during the day. His, and, and some of it might be, do his friends know? But, and I'm not saying you have to do that right now. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's what you're transitioning towards. Like it mm-hmm. becomes a thing where he may or may not tell friends. He may or may not tell people at work. He may or may not. Right. He's going to, he's going to. Um. It's important that someone know to be able to help him, that he's able to advocate for himself in the mm-hmm. sense of if he does go low and he needs something that he can turn to someone and say, Hey, I have type one. Would you mind grabbing me a Coke or whatever it mm-hmm. is he needs in that moment? But um. But I don't think I think you need to move to that kind of advocacy rather than you being the backup, especially if he's proved to you that he really can. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, understand.
0: Yeah, yeah. How does that feel for me to push
1: you like that? It feels perfectly makes sense. I mean, it's just he is an adult. Mm
2: -hmm. You know,
1: I mean, a baby. I know how I felt a mini adult, (laughs) Um, adult but a little bit smarter brain. Mm -hmm. Um, I know where I was when I was eighteen, and Mm -hmm. I know what I was capable of, Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't have babies, Mm -hmm. Um, and there were no smart smart smartphones back then. So Mm -hmm. I think it makes perfect sense. Again, it's just kind of that we are just learning Mm
2: -hmm.
1: for him how he how what is it like for him to be independent, and that's why I mean, like I was surprised that he asked, "Can I go?" Yes, this is I think he's just used to that mom and that's what you're supposed to do and I was kind of like pleasantly surprised I mean I I if he went and he didn't tell me I probably would have been like well you should have told me but he didn't have to ask he could have just said I'm planning to go with friends to six lags and I would have been totally fine with that I'm not gonna say no to anything that you know it's like I said he is an adult he can make these decisions his he's not and he's not reckless I mean, never mm-hmm. have to worry about that um
0: you get to tell him that you get to notice even now you can go back and say you know it was so sweet that you called to ask me that and Mm -hmm. I just want to let you know you don't need to ask my permission Mm -hmm. right this is a weird I would even name this is such a weird transition right like Mm -hmm. you were under my roof this is the way it ran ran under my roof I'd like you to tell me still where you are that would make me feel happy but you don't need to ask my permission Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. again you might not be wholly ready for that yet But to think of that as the transition point, because you want to tell him how much you trust him to make his own decisions Mm -hmm. as a, as a baby adult.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think he would probably feel good about that too. I bet he would. Like, I, I trust you. I know, I know you're doing this. I, it's just nice to know. So I'm not wondering why are you, you know, not at school or whatever.
0: Any other questions that come up around Um, this
2: transition?
1: Yeah. So I guess my speaking of nighttime lows or highs, I guess literally lows are more important at, at night. Um, you know, when do you call it an emergency, um, when like a couple of nights ago, he was running low. And I, you know, we, like I said, I texted him just like, yep, Karm's question mark, as in, if he responds, and I know he had some, that means we can all go back to sleep and not worry and things will go up but he didn't respond on my text and then I called him once and I called him and so I waited five minutes to see because I'm you know every five minutes you can see if there's been a change and change is not happening so I could try calling once wait five minutes he's not answering and so he's not like you know low um he's you know creeping down slowly I don't remember what the number was closer to to 50 and and I'm like well He's not responding, which means he's not asleep. Turns out, he, for some reason, his phone either was a mute. He said my call didn't come through. He had carbs. Everything's fine. He just didn't see my number. But at, at what point do you say, I have to call the, you know, the whatever emergency? Not I, I have a number to call. It's not a 911 number. I can call an RA yeah. that's on call. Yep. So um, at what point do you say, you know, is it a, num- a certain number of time that passes by or is it a certain number below? Like, when do I call it an emergency and where do I make that call? So some of this is unanswerable,
0: right? Because some (laughs) of this is about, well, there's a number of ways it's unanswerable. Some of the question that you're asking is at what point does the low become crazy dangerous? right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that is not a wholly answerable question. I, I don't, I don't think there's research on that actually on like, a, a, plus it would be unethical what we're going to keep people at 45 for three hours and see what happens to them, right? Like it's not, <laughs> there's not going to be research on mm-hmm. them, but the general consensus is that with, um, with CGM technology and the way we're attentive to lows, it's unlikely that somebody would have a seizure, let's say, Uh, If they're, if they are low, I do not know though. And I, and I couldn't get a straight answer actually from an endocrinologist. I interviewed people about this uh, about a year ago. I don't know. And they don't know like at what number for how long? So there's Mm -hmm. really no answer to that piece of the question, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There's also no answer that I have. You might have to the question. At what point do you feel too anxious to not, right? Because that's Mm -hmm. an important piece too like we all have different tolerances and we all have different sense of what our children are capable of and what's likely to be happening. Right. Um, And that's an important component of it as well. Like, if you know that, like, let's say he didn't treat, but he's on a loop system. And so he'll be down in the fifties for a half an hour, probably and the system will have um, turned off insulin enough that he'll start trending up. And that's that you're comfortable with that. Then you can wait longer. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, my daughter sometimes definitely has lows that uh, with my son would have gotten me up out of bed and I instead lie and wait and see, you know, is the system going to correct, you mm. know, cause we didn't have a system with my son back in the day. So, um, so there's that question as well, but the answer actually is, is just taking us back to what we were talking about earlier, which is you need to ask him. Right. It needs to be a conversation with him, which doesn't mean you don't get to do what is good and comfortable for you, but I would be asking him. So so one important thing is there should be a protocol at night. So his phone isn't turned off. Right. This is a very good and important lesson that happened, right? Because you figured out that you you, there's some systems that can get short-circuited because of human error. And so Mm -hmm. figuring that out is important. And then Mm -hmm. talking to him about it. Like if you're 50 for this um, this amount of readings and I don't hear from you, that's when I'm thinking of calling the RA. What do Mm -hmm. you think? Because Mm -hmm. I I will say that there's some embarrassment that can happen for a kid when you like pull out the big guns, right? Mm -hmm. Because they feel so, um, in my experience, they feel so diminished by it. Um, Mm -hmm. So you don't wanna do it quickly. But I think to say, like, okay, we've learned an important thing about a system mm-hmm. error. Or what do you think is reasonable? Here's how I'm feeling about it. Like, but I'd be having a conversation with him,
2: mm-hmm. right? And yeah.
0: he, and here he's not the ultimate decision maker. Like, I want to name that. Yeah. Right. Safety. Yeah. The There's safety.
1: Yeah. Maker. Parameters yeah. on every side. Yeah. yeah. I forgot to mention he also has a sugar pixel, which did wake him up. Mm-hmm. It's just that my communication with him didn't work. So our, mm-hmm. our our the system that we had in place, as far mm-hmm. as like
2: mm-hmm.
1: sugar pixel and you know him waking up, and and then we even uh, after this happened, we talked about it. And we tested using the you know find my phone, my, find my device mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tool, which turns out he's like, oh yeah, that's really loud. That would have gotten mm-hmm. my attention, but for some reason, those things just didn't work that night. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. things that we had in place, yep. just, work and i was like okay so how long do we wait and then he responded he saw my text and responded so i think maybe you're right like hey if it's nighttime and you are below 60 you know let us know so we don't have to call right? yeah. or some some number whatever the number yep. is yeah text us so that we don't have to you know worry and, and freak out and we can all just ignore it and go back to bed
0: right so i mean part of it yeah. is part of it is um everyone's tired Right, that's just mm-hmm. real. Like, how long do you have to stay awake watching this? Mm-hmm. Um, that's real. And part of it is, is he asleep? Right? There's that question. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's both pieces. And so I think I yeah. I have to say this exact thing happened with my son, and it was pre sugar pixels. So I think we got a separate phone, like just a cheap phone, to put in the corner that was plugged in, so I could call him. I, I think that's system really never wild. actually worked, but, but we had a backup plan just like you are creating a backup plan with find my phone. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's perfect. That's exactly mm-hmm. what you want to be doing, but also naming to him, like our, our tolerance is lower at, in the night because that, there's everything right, seems
1: scary at night.
0: Yeah. yeah. And because it is right. Because yeah. is he asleep? And because I'm tired. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the same capacity to, to tolerate the anxiety to say, mm-hmm. yeah, he's awake. I know he's gonna get that alarm. I know he's really good during the day at this, right? Nighttime feels different. So just mm-hmm. cluing him in and talking to him about it.
2: I yeah. think
1: is- I have one more question. Oh, if you go for if it. we have yes. time. Yeah, we do. Um so question is so now he's in the dorm
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um he's probably gonna be in the dorm next year. They have a two year required. But so I'm I'm kind of asking for future planning and maybe, mm-hmm. you know, um how does the next transition which is him living on his own Mm -hmm. work like and but now that now that you that was my question before we got on the show and now Mm -hmm. that we've talked about this I'm like well I guess I'm going to ask him Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we're going to make a plan Mm -hmm. and uh maybe I'm not going to have Ari on call but I'll have you know roommates I doubt Mm -hmm. that he'll live in a studio by himself but um but I was kind of curious if you have any tips on kind of future planning off campus Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I think roommates. you're going to ask him. And I think um, he probably will have roommates. You probably can get phone numbers. Um, I'm, I'm thinking a little further down, a little mm-hmm. further out at some point, he might actually choose to take you off share. Yeah. Like, that's a decision that he might make. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you won't have any knowledge or backup or anything. I, I think it would be, I think there are some kids in college who, who do that right? His parents really don't know. And because he's an adult, it's this is why I'm, I'm pausing because it sounds like you have a very close relationship with him. So I'm not Mm -hmm. anticipating that when he's a junior in college, he's going to say, I'm cutting you off. It, Mm -hmm. it, that doesn't feel like the kind of relationship you have with him. Mm -hmm. And if he's saying, I don't, I want to try this on my own. I don't want to, I don't, whatever, um, take a breath and say, I want to think about it because mm-hmm. I I need to sit with my own worry about what happens at night, mm-hmm. let's say. Um, so thinking about that, but otherwise, you know exactly how to do the planning, right? The planning mm-hmm. is having the number of a roommate and you probably will know that kid. It's just sort of yeah. typical. And so it's, it's moving to that, to transitioning yeah. to that.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, this was super helpful, I think. Um, Again, as a as a planner and an organizer of the family, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, you do that, you do that, you do like a general in the army, mm-hmm. and that's how it is with a lot of the diabetes management. Like, I do the supplies. You need this. You need you know. Here's mm-hmm. a list. Um, but opening that up to him and saying, Hey, how does it look from your side? How does it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, the way I would talk to an adult versus a son. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well. You know, Versus an adult versus a person you've had in your house and you've been managing, like it's, that's a very hard transition for us, no matter what, right? To Mm -hmm. be soliciting their, their adult voice, especially honestly, because they often don't know. And so we're mm-hmm. asking a question that is foreign to them, and they sometimes don't know the answer. I don't think it matters. I think what's important is to keep asking that kind of question. So they develop the muscle to know that their opinion counts, that that what they want matters to you, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So mm-hmm. it sounds like he really trusts you. So my suspicion mm-hmm. is, if, when you first start asking these questions, he's going to say, what? It's fine the way it is. Mm-hmm. Great. Wonderful. <laughs> keep moving forward, <laughs> right? But keep asking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. because he needs Mm -hmm. to learn that his voice matters and to figure out what it is that he wants. Great. Thank you so very much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate it. You too.
0: Thanks again for listening today. If you want answers to your questions about parenting a kid with type one, I'd like to invite you to join our live recording sessions so you can ask your questions in person. Not only will you get the support you need and deserve, but through the podcast, you'll be helping other T1D parents to know that they're not alone with the challenges they're facing. To join one of my live recording sessions, simply go to www.diabetessweettalk.com and click the banner at the top of the page to register. Again, go to www.diabetessweettalk.com and click the banner at the top of the page to register.